thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Um, thank you for joining us. We know that your time is important and we thank you for taking the time to spend it with us. Yes. But also, what an honor to spend it hearing the word, right? right? And so it's a joy for us to be with you. I have a precious audience here that's here and we're all hungry for the word. <laughs> I love something that Dad Hagen would say to us. He said, it's when you get thrilled with the word that it works for yes. you. When, it's, when you get thrilled with it, I'm talking about here, in your heart, yes. it becomes a living, moving thing yes. in your life. Yes. Amen. We're looking at faith, but we're also looking at different aspects. Primarily, we're going to look at one aspect of faith, and that is that someone with a robust faith is someone who knows how to hold fast yes. to the Word. Um, when they release their faith uh, about a need in their life, they know how to hold fast to the word until that answer manifests in their life. But also they know how to hold fast to the word after that manifestation so that the thief doesn't steal it from them. Amen. People get this idea that when God gives us something, it automatically is always ours. But we have an enemy. And we have to be mindful. The enemy does not want us to have what God made ours. So once we've received it, he's constantly looking. The enemy is constantly looking for the opportunity to rob our answer from us. So so holding fast is something we do when we release our faith for our need to be met and before that answer manifests. But it's also something we do after we receive our miracle, after we receive our answer. We were looking at Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14. And so we want you to go there with us again today. We invite you that if you were not, if you were not able to watch the previous episode, that you go back and do that. Because there are things that we've said there that we don't have time to restate. But we still want you to hear them. And so Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14, it reads, Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Uh, you know, something, um, someone, if, they, if we were to say they are a great salesman, yes. uh, they are a great manager yes. on the job. You wouldn't use that word great if they were faulty in their work, That's right. That's if they were negligent right. in their work, right. yeah. if they were unskilled in their work. If you say someone is great yes. at their job, yes. that means that they excel everyone else. Yes. I tell you, Jesus is a great yes. high priest, yes. skilled, yes. Uh, compassionate, yes. 
Amen. Amen. He's excellent. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Unexcelled by any. Right. Amen. So that just, we could just camp on this, these words, couldn't we? He is a great high priest, meaning this, he will never falter on his part. He will never fail to carry out his role excellently. So he's not the variable we are. <laughs> we have a part to play and we must do our part also. This verse is going to show us his part, but also our part. So Hebrews 4, 14 again, seeing then that we have, not going to have, hope we have. No, we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Look at, look at this. He's not limited by earth. He's not limited by this world and things that go on here. Amen. He, he conducts his business from the highest place in creation, in, in, in the heavens. He has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. See, his part is great high priest. Mm-hmm. Our part is hold fast yes. our profession yes. or our confession. Yes. Our confession of what? Our confession of the word. Yes. Amen. Amen. I... I uh, there's a story that I, I so appreciate that one pastor was telling. He, uh, would, oh, he would travel overseas and do crusades in other countries at times. And he was invited to do a crusade in a, in a third world country. And uh, they had a big, I, I want to say it was more like a stadium. It was large, a large setting. And he was the keynote speaker nice. for that crusade. And they would have all the preliminaries of the service going on, the praise and worship, any announcements and things. And this pastor was sitting on the front row waiting for his time to minister. While they were doing all the preliminaries and even the praise and worship part before he was to minister, he was sitting among the pastors that had participated in this crusade. So there were 120 pastors there that were supporting the crusade. Mm -hmm. So that means that they brought workers from their church to help man all the positions needed. And so, you know, they're they're present. Those pastors are present. Mm -hmm. They brought workers to help. Mm -hmm. And this pastor is sitting among them. Uh, while the preliminaries are going on, as the pastor's sitting there waiting for his turn, he said Jesus stood in front of him, appeared to him. And Jesus did something very interesting. He introduced this minister to the pastors Mm -hmm. that were present. Mm -hmm. He went down the row and stood in front of each pastor and said, this is pastor such and such. Mm -hmm. The name of his church is such and such. And he's from a particular city. And he would give that information about each pastor present. He'd walk in front of each one of them. He did that for 120 pastors. Notice this, Jesus knows if you're there or not. Jesus knows when you endure. Jesus knows when you're not endured. He knows where we're at. He knows if we're giving ourselves to what's important to him. So, Notice this, the ones who weren't there were not introduced by Jesus. Wow. True. The ones who were there were introduced. Yes. And I asked the pastor, how long did that take? He said about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. 
Jesus took the time to introduce each pastor and his wife. Some of them, they had their, you know, the, the man and his wife were there. And uh, he gave the name, their church, and the city that they pastored in. But he also gave one other piece of information. He would say, this is pastor such and such, name, church name, city. And he'd say, they're not interested. Oh, wow. Wow. Then he would walk to the, same, the next couple and do it. And he would say, they're not interested. Oh, wow. He'd go to the next and say, they're interested. Yes. This pastor said out of 120 pastors that were present, only three that Jesus said, they're interested. Oh, wow. Now, look at this. This is very, in- this is yes. unique, yes. isn't it? Yes. Jesus didn't call being present, being interested. He didn't call that they brought their workers from their own churches to help with the crusade being interested. You know what he called being interested? Their spiritual hunger. How did they come? What, what, did they come in faith or did they just come to attend? It matters that we're in the right place, but it also matters how we're there. What is our expectation? What is our degree of interest of laying hold of what God has for us in that service? Jesus told Dad Hagen on one occasion, he said, I have a plan for every service. And let me tell you, he doesn't plan anything but great. (laughs) The greatness of God can't plan anything but great. Right? So we know before we even arrive at our church service or some convention that God's dealt with us about going to, we know it, there's, some, there's a great plan in that service. Now, whether or not we receive of that plan is going to depend not just on the plan. It's not going to just depend on God and it's not going to just depend on the preacher. It's going to depend on the interest of the people that are present. Are they there in faith? Are they there to lay hold? Are they there expecting God? Our interest level is going to determine our faith involvement. How involved are we going to be with our faith? So that means we don't want to come to a service casually, just saying I'm here and then be distracted counting the light fixtures. Is there an air vent there? Because the distractions will rob us of of the greatness of the flow that God offers in a service. Whether it's teaching, preaching, healing, gifts of the spirit, whatever the flow is, we don't want to be robbed. And it's our interest level that's going to determine what we take away from that service. How interested are we? Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 again, seeing then that we have a great high priest that's passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Or another translation says our confession. Mm -hmm. Our confession of what? Our confession of the Word. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. 
So this shows us that Jesus is listening for something out of us, our confession. Not saying something a bunch of times just so we can clock in that we said it. But our interest won't leave us silent. We will say something because we're too interested to be silent in the face of our need. We're too interested in God's supply and answer for our need for us to go silent. My husband used to say this, make this statement. He'd say, don't waste your time by not saying. It's not, it's not enough to have a desire for something. We have to bring our confession. Jesus is the high priest of our confession, yes. not of our want to. Right. We want to have this. We want to have that. It, we've got to put confession to our want to. Yes. <laughs> if we want something supplied, yes. we want a need met, uh-huh. then we have to bring our confession to it because he's a high priest, not of just our wants, but of our confessions about right. our wants. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Then go with me, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. We're learning, aren't we? Can I, can I say this to you? If we don't know that we need to be interested, sometimes people don't know to bring an interest. Um, I was raised in a denominational church, precious people. My, my, my. Precious, precious people. But we were not taught that we had a role in that service. We just thought it was up to the preacher to do something good that we liked. Yeah. Say something good that we liked. Yeah. But in every service, there's three parts. God's part, which is what? His plan, His word. Number two, the preacher's part. How shall they hear without a preacher? That's what the word says. The, the preacher has a part. But the third part is the listener, the hearer. And it, two out of three won't work. We can't say best two out of three wins. No, it takes three out of three to win the full supply of what God planned for that service. We all have to be doing our part. We know this, God will always do his part. So we're the variables. But see, if you're not taught this, you don't know. That's why I will say in most of my episodes, bring your faith. Expect something. Because many times we don't know if we're not taught that we are receiving to the measure of our expectation. If we don't expect much, we won't receive much. I know firsthand. I went to school growing up not expecting much sometimes. I'd sit in class not expecting much. Why? Wasn't interested. And you know what I got? Not much. <laughs> you, my, my, my exam scores would always reflect my interest level. You know that's true about you. You know, it's not just me. Yeah. And um, we're, we're going to face tests in life. Yes. And how we fare in those tests is going to reveal to us how interested we've been in what God says. How interested we've been to hold to what God says. 
And like I said, we don't know these things unless we're taught. So thank God for the privilege of getting to teach this and also the privilege of getting to hear these things. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let's try it again. I said it once and didn't go there. We're going to say it twice and we're going to go there. <laughs> Hebrews 10, verse 23. Follow along in your Bible. Take notes because we're interested, right? It reads, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Now, Look at the words, let us hold fast, meaning we can have a profession but not hold fast to it. We can have a confession we're making. For example, if we, can, if we are to confess, Jesus is my healer. That is a confession of the word. It's a confession of our faith when we believe that, right? Hold fast to it. How do we hold fast to something? We don't let go. Have you ever seen, I know you have, if you've been around children, toddlers, let's say toddlers. They're in, you can have more than one toddler in a room and there's one toy. <laughs> one toddler picks it up. The other toddler wants it. Let me, let me do it this way. One toddler's got it. The other toddler wants it. And that toy gets stuck in the middle (laughs) because neither one of them will let go. Now, who ends up with the toy? The one who won't let go. No matter how hard the pull, no matter how hard the struggle, no matter how diligent the opposition, the one that ends up with it won because of one thing he held fast. He did not let go. And haven't you ever seen <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> because I've seen it. That's why. One of them, when they're holding fast, they're squealing the whole time. They're, they're not silent while they're holding fast. <laughs> haven't you noticed that? I mean, they've got every part of their being involved in this. Their mouth is involved. Well, their mouth is not going their mouth is not the hand. But their mouth encourages their hand. That's what cheerleaders are at a ball game. They don't ever handle the ball. But their sounds encourage the ones handling the ball. That's what your confession does. It encourages the the hold on your hand of faith. As you're holding fast, be talking the whole time. (laughs) Because it keeps you from loosening your hold. That you're not holding it lightly. You're holding it firmly. That it's not in question whether this thing's leaving you or not. It's not at risk of being taken from you because your confession put the clamp, help put your clamp on that thing. Amen. Jesus is the high priest of our confession. He's listening for what we're saying. Because now he knows what we're interested in, what we won't let go of. We don't have to coerce something out of God's hand. It's not talking God into it. We have to hold fast, not against God, 
trying to coerce something. We're holding fast against opposition, steeding with God made ours. Hold fast to that thing. Um, I, I want to say again what I said in the previous episode, what Brother Norval Hayes said, because Jesus is the high priest of our confession. When we go to God with our need, God will, God, this is what Brother Norval Hayes said. He said, God will turn to Jesus and as our high priest of our confession say, how much have they confessed this? Uh Why? Because that shows our interest in it. We have to show ourselves interested. Why? Because we have an enemy. And that devil is interested in us not laying hold of what's been provided for us. And he goes, he'll go after an all out assault Mm -hmm. to keep it from us. And our confession or profession of the word that comes from the faith in our heart, uh, we're, we're letting the devil know. Yes. We're letting our high, our great high priest yes. know, yes. and we're letting our father know. Yes. I'm not giving up anything Amen. you gave me. Yes. I'm interested. Yes. I'm interested. I'm I'm doing what Matthew six thirty three says: Seek ye first. Yes. I'm seeking it. Yes. I'm seeking it. I am part of seeking it is holding fast to what the kingdom made yours. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What that kingdom made yours. What belongs to you in that kingdom. We're of the household of faith and what belongs to us. Amen. And we're letting God know we're not giving up. Amen. And we're letting the devil know no matter what the opposition and how long I will outlast you. You have to know this. Part of the life of faith is a life of patience. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. I love something Sister Gloria Copeland said years ago, probably 20 years ago. I heard her say it once and it never left me. She said this. She said, without patience, your faith will quit. You have to join patience to your faith, meaning this, I don't quit. You can have faith, but if you, if you don't hold fast, if you're not patient, your faith uh, will not lay hold of everything that belongs to it. Because with, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God is what the word says. Amen. We hold fast. Um, let me say it to you this way. Our skill at holding fast in the face of opposition, mm-hmm. will show God what He can use us in. That's right. Amen. Wow. It'll show God what assignments He can give us. You know this in your own family. You don't hand the platter of fine china full of turkey. <laughs> to a two-year-old. Why? Because everything's at risk. (laughs) Right? Because they're not able to hold that weight with stability. They may want to say, Mama, I want to help, I want to help, but you better be able to know what they're able to successfully hold fast to. Because if you hand them something they haven't shown themselves capable of holding fast to, uh, 
the dog's going to enjoy supper. Right. <laughs> it's going to fall on the floor, right? Yes, right. And they'll say, Mama, I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. And you just give them a napkin and say, take that to the table for me, baby. Because it doesn't matter if you drop that. I'll pick that back up and get that to Uncle Henry. <laughs> right? It, you're, you're going to give them something that isn't critical if it's dropped. Yes. Right. How do you know that they can hold more by watching how they've held previous things? It's the same thing with God spiritually. We want to show him we know how to hold fast because we want to be a co-laborer with you in not just things pertaining to my life, but things pertaining to help others. Amen. So Jesus is the great high priest of our confession. He's listening for what we're saying. He's listening. He couldn't be a great high priest if he wasn't listening to the ones making the confession. He's ever listening. He recognizes words that he can fulfill. Amen. Amen. So again, I want to refer to Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast. Mm. What does hold fast? Hold hard to that thing. Hold it with a firm grip. I released my faith that healing is mine or I released my faith that that money I need is coming. I hold fast to that. I don't let opposition convince me to let go of it. So let us hold fast. Look at this, the profession. The profession, the profession, because part of skill and faith is what are you doing with your profession or your confession? Let us hold fast the profession or the confession that we first said when we released our faith. Let us hold fast. Look at the next words without wavering, meaning we don't say it one day and let go of it for five days. I love something Dr. Lester Summerall said. He said, faith must be reborn every day. What's he talking about? It must be released every day. It must be released every day, every day, because you build a momentum of faith. that, That shows we're not wavering. One day we're saying it and five days we're not. That's wavering. That's wavering. Why can we know the value of holding fast to our profession, the last phrase of Hebrews 10, 23 says, for he is faithful that promise. Meaning this, in his faithfulness, that promise will be fulfilled in your life. But he's got to find someone who holds fast. Not not against him trying to convince God to give it, but holds fast against that opposition of the enemy trying to rob God's best from you. Amen. There's so much to learn. This is is a joyous part of the faith life. So we don't want you to miss it. There's more instruction. We got more to say coming up on this and we're learning, aren't we? We're learning. And so we invite you, join us next time. You don't want to miss it. And until next time that we see you, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. 
To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. We need to understand that faith is measurable and the correct measure of faith is required for us to have success. Order your copy of Nancy Dufresne's book, Knowing Your Measure of Faith, at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Tulsa, Oklahoma at The Rock Church, April 16th through the 20th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.